Welcome to the New Arc Podcast with me, Elliot, and my co-host, Zaf. How are you, Zaf? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm mighty fine, mighty fine, but I predict quite a challenging debate today because we're debating elephants, of course, our animal for the week. And as I mentioned, as we stopped recording last week Mm -hmm. at the end of our cat episode, Mm -hmm. elephants are, in fact, my favourite animal. Yep. So this is going to be a bit of a heartbreaker for me, isn't it? Because I have to, I have to yes. argue against them. Don't but don't you? worry, I got your back. You've got my back. I got okay. your back. Yeah. So we can both agree from the outset that elephants aren't getting on the ark. They I like are. that. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they got safe passage approved. No, no, they aren't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that. Oh, well, we will, we will. But it's, it's absolutely no holds barred. I think that's that's the rules with the new arc. Yep. Elephants are notoriously thick-skinned creatures. Yep. Skin as thick as, I think it's about a human thumb, they say. That, yep. That's pretty thick-skinned, mm-hmm. so no insults, no abuse barred from this discussion. Fair enough. And the first point <laughs> I'd like to raise is that elephants are, are cultists. They are cult worshippers. <laughs> they have been recorded uh-huh. undertaking this cult moon worship ritual where they have this ritual bathing in the full moon and then they're the waving of uh, branches of, of tree uh, bark and such in the waning moon as well. So okay. they are cult worshippers. They're, they're like Satanists, aren't they? <laughs> Well, just because they have a bath in the moonlight does not make them Satan worshippers. And I don't know, what, what's up with the hating on cults? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, from the outset, I was thinking we pissed off the FBI and the CIA last time. This time yeah. I was going for religious persecution. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so you're on fair. theme. Mm. But... Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's an issue, man. Like, I think um, there's a lot more pros with the elephants than cons. Um, so, for a start, I'm assuming, and correct me if I'm wrong, Earth 2.0 is going to be pro environment. Hmm. Is is that a fair point? Yeah, Con- I reckon, you know, yeah. we just had the climate conference and all that stuff. So, did you know that elephants are very environmentally minded? They are a keystone species, apparently, Mm -hmm. uh, which means that they look after the place where they live, but also they maintain pathways and access to water, which helps other animals too. So this, I think, in light of, you know, all of the climate issues facing Earth 1.0 with our migration to Earth 2.0, we need allies. And in all my research for all the animals, Elephants seem to be our primary allies. So, given their environmental mindedness, um, I think that more than makes up for any cultish rituals, which are only once a month for the full moon. So mm-hmm. it's no biggie. We can, I think, we can overlook that. You think? Yeah. I, sure. I think it's apples and oranges. <laughs> I think they can be cultists and they can still be keystone species. But, yeah, yeah. All I'm saying is that the keystone species characteristic is way more important than their cultish quote unquote questionable cultish rituals oh you think so you think absolutely okay 
especially in these times, you see. Um, you know, Bertie told me that you were in Glasgow. So mm. surely, having just returned, you know, Greta for one would approve of elephants. <laughs> So, yeah. You think? 100%. You think? Yep. For our listeners who can't actually see us now, I attended the first two <laughs> episode recordings with a sheet of facts, and for this recording, Saf has reciprocated. So he's got a, an even bigger sheet of facts in front of him. We're upping the ante. Uh, yeah, it's, it's absolutely... It's, it's run away with itself. You've got... What's that? Ten size ten fonts. Yeah, a huge sheet of in front of you. I think I'm definitely outplayed from the beginning here. Okay, so we've established they're cultists, but they are keystone species. They are. My next point mm -hmm. is that elephants are pranksters, absolute downright pranksters. There's a story I love, and okay. I actually included this in uh, the preface to a book I wrote okay. last year. It's, it's about an elephant in Thailand. And okay. this elephant, it's in a national park, as you'd expect. Mm -hmm. It walks up to the side of a car, mm -hmm. so someone's driving through on a safari, and it, it takes out its, its, its member and <laughs> starts rubbing it against the, the driver's side window. Okay. And under the bonnet of the car, giving a proper good itch, proper good scratch okay. of, of that member. I think there's a word for it. Uh, that that itch you can't scratch, you know, like between the shoulder blades. Right. Uh, it's called the abdesis, something like that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, giving it a proper, proper good scratch where it couldn't reach otherwise, and the driver was terrified. It broke the car, so hundreds of dollars in damages. But okay. elephants are continuously harassing drivers. This is a perennial issue. So, what do you have to say about that elephants being pranksters? I think that's just standard animal behaviour 101. You think? Um, Is it? I know a dozen dogs that have engaged in similar <laughs> behaviour and you know we haven't yet gotten to the issue of dogs but I'm just going to work on the assumption that dogs get a free pass. You think? Um, to Earth 2.0 but yeah I think that's I love the story and I think there are lots of elephant stories that are hmm. uh, interesting and worth sharing. But I think that's just, you know, I don't think that's a showstopper. Uh, I do have a story as well to share. It's very different, but I think um, it's interesting. And it kind of ties in with another fact. But this one's quite a, quite a famous one. So elephants are super smart uh, and they actually never forget. Right? So the memory of elephants is legendary. Um, and for good reason, because they have the largest brains of all land mammals, right? We kind of knew that. Um, and they have the ability to recall distant watering holes, other elephants and humans they've encountered, even after the passage of many years. So this is a story of two elephants from a sanctuary. Uh, Shirley and Jenny were their names. Uh, and they were observed and recorded to have an emotional reunion where they met each other again. Um, after having only briefly crossed paths 23 years earlier, mm. which is super impressive. And the fact that, you know, a fellow elephant once did a thing to a car is, it, it, it pales in significance compared to Shirley and Jenny's emotional reunion. 
So they never forget. That'll be handy for us on Earth 2.0 if we need to remember like a cryptographic password or something. We <laughs> keep it with the elephant. Mm. Um, and the, clearly super smart. Um, yeah, man. Like I think that is quite a big uh, case in favor of elephants um, joining us on Earth 2.0. Largest brains. You cannot afford to leave the largest brains back on Earth 1.0. We need that with us. They don't have the largest brains. Of That'd be a blue whale. Sure. Well, land mammals. There we go. Land mammals. Land mammals. Thank you. Yeah. But I mean, you're right, elephants never forget. Mm -hmm. Did you know that saying originally was for camels? So camels oh, never forget. Okay. And then it was attributed to elephants afterwards. Right. So I think they score second, second on, on that category. Right. But they do have jolly good memories. They do. Did they overtake the camel? <laughs> I think it, it depends where you are, whether you've got camels or elephants. Okay. You don't often have both. Okay, okay, okay. So camels never forget, but then elephants, they also have pretty good memories, so we... Pretty good dude, 23 years later. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I, I still remember people I met 23 years ago. Not, not if you briefly crossed paths with them, <laughs> dude. <laughs> well, but you're right, elephants are very intelligent. They are. Have you heard of the encephalization quotient? No, I haven't. No, you haven't? It's not on your sheet of facts? It, it isn't, no. <laughs> Goody. <laughs> so the encephalization quotient right. is how we measure animal intelligence. Okay. It's, it's basically the fair way to compare intelligence in terms of brain size between uh, any animals and humans. Okay. Really? So okay. the encephalization quotient is the ratio of the, the body mass and the brain size. Okay? Mm -hmm. So big animal, big brain, yeah. versus small animal, small brain. Yeah. It could be roughly the same, couldn't it? Got, is it kind of like the GDP per capita version of intelligence? Exactly. Gotcha, cool. Exactly. Okay, okay. So the encephalization quotient of humans is about six or seven. Okay. Do you want to guess what it is for elephants? I'm gonna go three. Dream on, brother. It's, it's about two. It's okay, about two. so not that far. <laughs> wow. Do you know what animal has a higher encephalization quotient than humans? Dolphins. Dolphins don't. It's, it's about four, four, five. Four. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so they get quite close. Okay. So there's something higher than you. Cats, 100%. No. <laughs> no, no. Cats are like one. They're rubbish. Go on, then. You're not going to get it. I'm not. It's the T-Rex. Is it really? The T-Rex had a higher brain-to-body size ratio than humans. They were geniuses. See, you didn't know this. And I think we can both agree we're not bringing T-Rexes on the Ark. So intelligence can't be the only factor, can it? I think, I think it's a big factor. So, okay, so it, it's certainly a factor. Perhaps it's not the primary factor, but it's certainly a factor that we should consider. Mm. So then... What the question is, what would be the primary factor? And I would argue that Earth 2.0, um, the primary factor should be um, things like uh, compassion, kindness, altruism, you know, Ooh. values that we attribute to humans. And these are all attributed to elephants as well. Uh, you know, again, as part of my research, uh, I unearthed the fact that they console each other in times of stress by hugging. 
which is super cute. Um, they mourn their dead, uh, which is mad, but amazing. Um, and if a member of the family group is injured, the rest of the group come together to help it. I've seen videos on this. Um, and, you know, they are very, very close to humans in terms of their ability to feel emotions. They're highly social creatures. Um, man, I think, you know, that in itself, alongside the intelligence, would put them very, very high up on the pecking order in terms of possible animals to make the cut for the arc. Hmm. You make a strong argument. Mm. Do you know who, who found out much of what you were just stating about uh, elephants feeling grief, elephants being highly emotional family animals? There's a bloke called Lawrence Anthony. Okay. He's also called the Elephant Whisperer. Okay. It's a good name, it's yeah. sort of our take on that title. Yeah. Definitely. But what he did is he rescued a herd of elephants in South Africa. Okay. So the, the mother elephant, the matriarch, had been shot. Mm -hmm. uh, and this was now a rogue herd. Because once mm -hmm. that happens, they all go berserk. They have no family mm -hmm. parent figure to guide okay. them. So they all start acting out. Okay. And they were going to be shot. So he, okay. he saved them, rescued them, shipped them halfway across South Africa to his own national park. Yeah. And do you know how they thanked him? They broke out about three times, caused havoc in the neighbouring village, ran through <laughs> several national parks, and caused thousands of dollars of damage. Right. Yes. And we're blaming them, are we? Rather than the human that shot the mother? Uh, well, yes, <laughs> I am blaming them. Yes, I, I don't think that's fair, man. Like, that they're, you know, they are, you know, grieving. They're, you know, quote, unquote, acting out. They're pissed off and rightly so. This is how terrorists are created, you know? <laughs> um, you think? Yeah, you bomb their, well, we're getting political now, but you bomb somebody's family and then the kids are gonna grow up, you know, seeking revenge and it's a vicious cycle all over again. And, you know, you can't do that with, um, with elephants either. So, yeah, I, I, I get that. Um, you know, I, I can empathize with, you know, with them. Uh, what a legend though, that Lawrence guy. He, he was very cool. Yeah, so so let us, you know, be like him. You think? Yeah, let you us think? be like him and, you know, do, create in Earth 2.0 what he seeks to create in South Africa. Hmm. To quote another South African story, have you heard of the elephants of Plainersburg? No. So Plainersburg is a big national park in South Africa. Yeah. And they reintroduced elephants there, okay. basically. So, I mean, similar story. You ship elephants across from other national parks, mm -hmm. and they were absolute menaces. They were like pure, pure evil, these elephants. Mm -hmm. And this continued several generations. So you can't attribute it to grief. You can't attribute it to having no guiding light. You have to attribute it to their pure, evil, malicious sense of cunning. They Famously, what they did is they started chasing cars down the roads. So these five vehicles would come close to them, and they'd like do a fake charge, get the car, car back away. They'd charge again, the car bounce away some more. They'd charge again, and if they get really bored, they'll flip over the vehicle, which is... that's pretty scary. I mean, you can agree. They started having, trying to have sex with the rhinos. 
in the National Park, which is quite scary for the rhinos themselves as well. Okay. But I mean, th these are pretty nasty elephants, I, aren't they? I think we're talking edge cases here, dude, because like, these were displaced elephants, you know, we don't know their history, you know, they probably had PTSD, uh, you know, which apparently elephants are able to have, given mm. their, you know, um, kind of emotional capacity. So, you know, we're, you know, we cannot take a small cohort of edge case elephant bad behavior and attribute it to all of elephant kind. That's like mm. picking, cherry picking Hitler and saying humans can't make, or the dude that shot the elephant and say that, look, humanity cannot go to Earth 2.0. We, we will, you know, we won't make the arc either. So I think we need to look at, you know, the average elephant rather than the worst amongst them. You Speaking know? of yeah. Hitler, I've got a fact for you. <laughs> right. Did you know that elephants are Nazis? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> See, you've now lost the debate full out. How, how so? How so? So the first Allied bomb they dropped in Berlin during the Second World War. Do you right. know what it killed? It killed an elephant. Okay. So they specifically, they targeted this Nazi elephant encampment in Berlin Zoo to take out those Nazi elephants. Because, I mean, as we've established, elephants are pure evil. They're Nazi fascist supporters. So the Allies bombed Berlin Zoo to take out the Nazi elephants. So this was some rat... So this, this is brilliant. This is human ingenuity at its best. So some incompetent allied bomber <laughs> invented a story to, to, to kind of like cover up his incompetence because he killed an elephant at Berlin Zoo. Wow, okay. Dude, that is great story, very questionable source, <laughs> uh, and yeah, just sounds like allied propaganda uh, to me. Um, let, 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 let's bring it back to kind of, you know, practical Earth 2.0 survival points, right? So first thing when we get to Earth 2.0, what is the first thing that we need to secure? Water. Uh, uh, it's up there. I, I would have said laser fox jetpack hunting, but after that we'll go water. water right. Okay. So elephants, did you know this? Elephants can smell water from 12 miles away, which is a mm. hell of a lot further than we can smell water. So that, I think, would be mission critical at the early phase one stage of our settlement on Earth 2.0. So Let the elephants out first, they will source the water and they will help us, alongside them being keystone species, <laughs> they will help us in securing mission critical water on Earth 2.0. I think that is pretty important. So I see two flaws in that argument. The first being, if we can build an intergalactic spaceship, I think we can find water. The second being, I mean, you don't use an elephant to sniff out water. This is the least efficient way of water divining out there. 
take truffles for an example. So you know you get uh, dogs or pigs yeah. to sniff out truffles. Yeah. They do that because they don't then eat hundreds of truffles and therefore bankrupt your truffle finding, selling, uh, manufacturing operation. Right. Do you know how much water elephants drink? A lot. A lot. Yeah. A lot. It's 50 gallons a day. Okay? So okay. It's, it's a lot of water. Yeah. So if you get elephants sniffing out your water, there yeah. isn't any water by the time you've got there. There's plenty of water left because, look, you know, they, we have loads of elephants on Earth 1.0 and they each drink 50 gallons a day and we've got plenty of water. So we're, we're only taking two elephants, mind, to Earth okay. 2.0. So that's 100 gallons of water. If Earth 2.0 has less than 100 gallons of water, we should rethink Earth 2.0 and find a better planet. So I'm assuming that Earth 2.0, us having done our due diligence, is going to be a fantastic place, lots of water, great climate. You know, we've ticked all the boxes. Two elephants, not a problem, mate. Just a drop you in think, the ocean. Yep, you think? 100%. Have you seen those? very recent study that came out which was I think some scientists tried to measure how fast elephants drink water okay. and it's like super amazingly superhumanly supersonically fast wow it's something like 200 kilometers per hour which okay. they're drinking water of these trunks of theirs wow it's, it's super impressive but I mean there's one minute there's water the next second there's nothing well Again, assuming that we have a very limited water source, which I don't think we do. Talking of speed, well, or impressiveness, here's a little factoid for you. Did you know that elephants, this is a bit random, but it's worth okay. the share, can recognize themselves in a mirror? Now, this doesn't sound all that impressive from the get-go, but humans only learn to do this when we're toddlers. And the only other animals who can do it are dolphins, great apes, and magpies. Elephants do this intuitively. There are some fish that do it as well. There's really? actually quite a lot of animals that do it. And it's quite hard to tell if they're doing it. Well, either way, it's a pretty limited group. Of all the animals, there's some fish, magpies, great apes, dolphins, and us when we're only toddlers. So, you know, again, I think we touched upon this in one of the previous episodes, but like certain, well, th that was related to gods, but, but there are <laughs> elephant, elephant gods, um, I'm pretty sure in India, I think, uh, Ganesha. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to be careful when treading upon animals that have been granted sort of god status throughout history. There's something about them, you know, and with these elephant flat facts blew me away. Like, these guys are pretty damned impressive. And if you look at all the other species of stuff that we have, a whole bunch of them are really not very impressive. So, you know, it's really hard to argue that we don't take an elephant, but we take some other random, unimpressive species with us. So, you know, like, the mirror fact, I think... You know, that's pretty, pretty impressive. One, one last thing that I need to get in, because this is mad. This takes it to a new level. So perhaps Lawrence and others have discovered that elephants d exhibit a really deep understanding of human communication. Mm -hmm. But the elephant language skills go beyond understanding. And this story 
is of an Asian elephant that learned to mimic, hold on a second, words in Korean. Mm. And researchers theorize that because its primary social contact while growing up was with humans, he learned to mimic words as a form of social bonding. Now, I can't speak Korean. I speak three languages, but Korean is not one of them. And that is very impressive. Have you heard the actual sound bites of the elephant speaking Korean? Because I, I have. <laughs> Are you contesting it? I, I'm just saying, it sounds like an elephant. It doesn't sound like someone speaking Korean. It really doesn't. <laughs> dude, I think, dude, this is so impressive. I can't believe you're taking this away from me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But, I mean, most of elephant communication is infrasound. It's, it's like the rumbling yes. through their feet. Yeah, yeah. Which in itself is super impressive. Well, no, it's them causing earthquakes and landslides, isn't it? I mean, if you, it would be on, on the Richter scale, because the Richter scale goes right down. Mm -hmm. It would be like a sort of negative five on the Richter scale. They're causing earthquakes throughout the African savanna. Do we really want that? But, dude, unless it's like above what three four it's not even come on it's not even like it doesn't even merit being called an earthquake you know what i mean like there needs to be a certain you know decent amount of wreckage you think it's just like a, a dirt shake yeah man it's like you know literally making a mountain out of a molehill <laughs> so yeah I, I don't but i'm still blown away by the korean thing i can't get over it <laughs> I, I need to have a look at this. You'll have to look it up. Yeah, I will. But yeah, it's it's not very impressive. But but you can't argue against their ability to understand human communication, even though arguably it hasn't made the leap to full-on speaking Korean. Hmm. You know what I mean? And and how many other animals could you attribute that to? I've seen a Malamute well, say a few things on YouTube, but like, not many animals. Yeah, but magpies can do it, dogs can do it, lots of parrots can do it. Yeah, and all of them, you know, I'm happy to make the case for them to come aboard Earth 2.0 in future episodes. You think? So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, so if you, if you can speak, you get a ticket. That's the new rule. Is it? Yeah. Uh, no, that would just be chaos on the eye, won't it? They'll all be going, taxi, taxi. Uh, there was a very famous English naturalist called Francis Buckland right. who had uh, a pet who would hail literally cats from the door. Oh wow. So it's, it's, it's really not going to work this. If we get all the speaking animals on board the ark, they'll be shouting out to the Martians, we'll get another intergalactic war going, buzz off you <laughs> Martians, I try not to swear on this podcast because it's family friendly. <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure we may have scored already at some point. I'm sure we have, yeah. yes. But um, I think there could be conflict if we bring these speaking animals on board the Ark. Right. I think we, we've, we've got humans on the Ark. If I was a betting man, I'd bet that one of the humans... I was going to swear again. But, uh, <laughs> one of the humans, statistically would be more likely to piss off a Martian or an alien than any animal would. I think we're the liability. 
But it's about timing and context, isn't it? Because which, 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 if we have enough of us on board the Ark, like that's going to be missed. Well, no, it's only two humans on board the Ark. This oh, is just me and you. <laughs> no, 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 you're not making it. No, a ground rule, I think, right. is that two of each animals. Gotcha. And famously, when animals try and replicate human speech, they'll just blurt out any old phrase. So they'll hear you swearing obscenities, and then they will repeat this when we're passing Mars, for example, and the Martians will come out, hear the elephant or the parrot or the magpie or the dog or the heaven knows what mm -hmm. swearing at them and we will start this intergalactic war so you think all speaking animals shouldn't make it to earth to agreed oh, well i think all animals shouldn't i think we've already established <laughs> this as, as the ground rule for the podcast but yes i think you've you know the the whole concept of the ark requires some animals to make it onto the ark. I think no. it's more us trying to determine which animals. Uh, if it's going to be an animalless Earth 2.0, it's going to be really dull, dude. Like, imagine that, like no animals. Well, humans are animals, aren't we? So, so there are some so, animals. So it's two humans yeah. on Earth 2.0. What's the point? Literally, what is the point? Well, you can make a grey episode of Desert Island Discs, couldn't you? <laughs> These are like central premise for ice-breaking. If you're stranded on a foreign planet with one other human being, what do you bring? And nobody says they're pet elephant, do they? It's, it's not an answer you give, realistically. You bring the animals, ideally some that can talk, and now you've got some entertainment. You think? And you've got some variety. Uh, yeah, man, for sure. I think if you can speak as an animal, you get a free pass. Elephants are good entertainment. You know, They're the Romans brilliant. taught them to walk tightropes. Uh, I really wow. wish they had video cameras in ancient Rome so that I could see that. Yeah. Is it just a... Is it just hearsay? <laughs> well... I think there's enough credible sources. Like it's, what? Wall painting? It's, it's not like Pliny the Elder saying Romans taught elephants to talk tightropes. I think we've got a few, few good people. It's not just dodgy Roman stories for what it is. Right. Pliny. And since then, have we been able to achieve that? No. Okay. Short answer. Okay. So. I think elephants are declining in quality. <laughs> in centuries past, they've taught them to play the harmonica. There are many, many sources saying they've taught elephants to play tunes on the harmonica. Right. And again, I don't have the sound bite for this. Yeah. But I think modern day elephants have really... I mean, they've lost it, haven't they? They don't deserve a place on the ark if they can't walk a tightrope and play the harmonica. But they can speak Korean. No, we've established they can't speak Korean. <laughs> they definitely can't. I mean, it's, it, I can speak better Korean than that elephant. Put right. it that way. So, alright, so the fact that they can no longer do certain things, I think it says less about the elephants and more about us as a species. Either our ability to train elephants is on the decline, or that's kind of the that's one way of looking at it or 
we are probably more humane and as such don't torture them to the point where they have to do those things that's the more positive outlook so mm. again dude like the harmonica like i'll play it for you like you know well, you. yeah I'll, I'll i'll play it for you that's <laughs> 2.0 can you play the harmonica I can't, but, no. but YouTube... I'll take the elephant there. <laughs> you can learn anything on YouTube, so... Yeah. Tightrope, not mission critical. Okay. Really? No, not mission critical at all. I don't really? Think. Yeah. Uh, I think, relative to pocket foxes, an elephant on a tightrope would actually break the internet. Yeah, it, it would. Maybe we can take it upon ourselves to make that happen on Earth 2.0 by communicating with the elephant rather than, uh, you know, whatever, being mean to it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, 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 like communicating to it, maybe in Korean. Um, and, you know, who knows? that would be a hell of a feat for humanity. If we can collaborate with elephants to make that happen. I'll tell you what elephants are really good at. Getting drunk. So this is probably the largest issue we're going to face. Right. So elephants. no Irish people aboard the ark, <laughs> no... You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of... Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, that also means no alcohol on board the ark. Because we've established elephants are darn good at finding liquids, aren't they? So, elephants are nasty, angry, bad drunks. So, no alcohol on Earth 2.0? Yeah, I'm done with that. I'm teetotal. You're down anyway. with that? Yeah. Oh, I think you've lost most of your votes, though. No alcohol. That's, that's a pretty hard sell, isn't it? Well, well I, I don't know. I think the, we, you can get into the pros and cons, but... Um, yeah, I think, I think we can, we can uh, survive without it. But... Ooh. That's a dangerous line of reasoning to go down, isn't it? You're you're sticking with that? Sticking with no alcohol? No alcohol? Yeah, why not? That That's my uh, line in the sand. Very brave of you, yeah. very brave. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have no alcohol, we might have elephants, we'll yeah, see. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's in the balance if, if the alcohol is depending on it. Well, it's not, it doesn't have to be pending on it, but, you know, if, if it's a matter of alcohol or elephants, I think it's a no-brainer. <laughs> elephants make the cup. Yeah, or, or both, or both for added variety. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about choice, so yeah, both. Yeah, cool, deal, done. Deal, 50 gallons of <laughs> finest malt whiskey. And okay. two elephants. I have two final points okay. to raise against you. And these are probably the most critical, okay? Okay. First is that elephants are the Loch Ness Monster, so we're not allowed to bring any evil cryptid creatures on the Ark. Second is that elephants... Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Elephants fart very, very, very badly. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. So two, two big points. Do you need me to explain those? Are you looking very confused when I made the first one? Yes, because okay. the elephant is not 
the Loch Ness Monster. It is. <laughs> so, if you imagine a picture of Nessie, so yes. it's a very, very famous one where it's sticking its head out of the water. Yeah. You, you, I'm sure you would have seen it. Yes, yeah, I've actually been to Loch Ness to look for Nessie. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so it that wasn't there on that day. That very, very, very famous picture yes. of Nessie is an elephant. It is not. It is. Dude, you're going to break my mum's heart. <laughs> like, no way. So in, in 1933, there was a travelling circus going past Loch Ness. When this photo was taken, there was an elephant bathing in Loch Ness. And it's just sticking its trunk out of the water. What? It's what, just it, an elephant's trunk. Where, is this like proven beyond a shadow of doubt or is this a theory? This is a highly probable theory of how that photo was taken. Mm. Okay. Well, if, and it's a very, very big if, but even if that were the case, I don't see it. an elephant having a bath is an elephant having a bath. Mm. And the fact that, you know, it got confused by onlookers does not have any merit. But you agreed earlier we're not bringing a T-Rex in. So I think by the same chain of logic, we're not bringing the Loch Ness Monster. No, I don't think the Loch Ness Monster has any, like, criminal record again. Like, the, the, the Loch Ness Monster... <laughs> and the T-Rex does? Oh, yeah, loads! Have you watched Jurassic, Jurassic Park 1, 2 <laughs> and 3? T-Rexes definitely have a very, very questionable record. But the Loch Ness Monster... The Loch Ness Monster eats people. No, it's, 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 it's never people. been proven. Yeah. Just just as much as Jurassic Park has, surely. I think you made the case that Hollywood is true in the it, previous it episode. Yeah. There is no Loch Ness Monster film. I'm sure there that, is. No, there isn't. I'm sure that there is. That eats people. Because a Loch Ness Monster is supposed to be like a herbivorous, um, you know, a long-necked, like, brontosaurus type, um, which is a herbivore. So it wouldn't have eaten you. There was a very famous, I think it was a triathlon, a race that was done near Loch Ness a mm -hmm. few years back, and they took out heaps of insurance against the Loch Ness monster attacking swimmers. So if it's a harmless herbivore... That, um, that my friend, is called insurance fraud 101. <laughs> that is not lining the pockets of the organiser's pal who runs the insurance... That is just the silly But they didn't thing make a claim. Well, they yeah, but they, they, they allowed the funnelling of funds from the race into the insurance company because they knew there was not that that's just the easiest bit of cash that they've ever made you think you For think sure. what okay. was your next point i'm conscious of time what was the final point elephants are very large farters. farters i don't think that needs explaining that does not and i'll make one last point yeah if we bring elephants the world collapses famously ancient science hindu Mm -hmm. Religious belief. We've got a snake with a turtle on top of it, with four elephants on top of that, holding up the earth. Mm -hmm. So if we take away two of those elephants, I mean, yes, it's going to topple over, isn't it? Well, we're leaving at one point. Oh, behind. Yeah, but then you're going to kill everyone we've left behind. Remember, we're only bringing two humans. Right. Okay. So then, all of our voters will die if we bring elephants. Is what I'm saying. Do you have any final words? Final word. So the farting uh, methane, isn't it? Indeed. So very, very important environmentally friendly fuel source <laughs> for Earth to A very up. bad greenhouse gas as well. 
28 times worse than carbon dioxide. Is it really? It is. Luckily, Earth 2.0 has no issues with carbon. <laughs> yes. So we can, yeah, so we can, we can offset that in a very efficient way. Good little arbitrage play there with Earth 1.0. So that's cool. Um, the elephant turtle thing. Now, that just ain't true, is it? Well, it, there are a like, lot of Hindus, aren't there? So yes, but I, I don't... If all of them are going to die, that's I still a lot of people. No, I think it's, this is like the Earth is flat thing. I think once upon a time... <laughs> I think once upon a time, that was the, the idea. Uh, and now it's just a metaphor. And I'm sure our Hindu listeners, um, you know, will agree that that is not to be taken literally, my friend. Okay. Uh, that is metaphorical, and you know they definitely hold the elephant in high regard. So if anything, uh, I trust that our Hindu listeners would vote for elephants on Earth 2.0, given their, what is it, given their historical significance in the mm. culture. That, that was some pretty fun rhetoric there. I'll, I'll give you that. Turning my <laughs> argument around to support yours. But, I mean, we are out of time. We are yes. going to have to wrap it up. Yep. The cultists are going to murder me. The orthodox Hindus are going to murder you. And, I mean, with that said, yep. we're going to have to leave it yep. to our listeners. Yep. They can vote. I on, trust they will make the right decision. That they can vote against elephants making it to Earth 2.0, because there is only really one way to vote, isn't there? I'm sure you agree. Yeah, it's a foregone conclusion that Thank elephants you. will be no, 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 on Earth no, no. 2.0. Yeah. Oh. It's going to be fantastic, dude. It's your favourite animal as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't pin this on me. No, 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 no. Well, that is it for this week's episode. Unfortunately, you can head to at New Archives to vote against elephants making it to Earth 2.0. Or for elephants. Or for. Join yeah. us next week when we discuss ants. <laughs> See you there. See you then.